everyone. You're you. I'm Kevin Melgar, and this is the Committed Youth Podcast, the official podcast of the High School Student Ministry of Calvary La Habra in La Habra, California. So it's just been me hosting the past couple of episodes, but as promised, we've got the whole crew back for today's episode, starting with my OG co-host, Brandon Garcia. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm glad to be back. I know the last time I was on, I was on my way back from Kentucky. I'm safe. Everything's fine. I just took a little break. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he didn't get lost in Arizona, everybody, if you were wondering. He is back here, safe and sound. Uh, And then we also have back with us our outdoor enthusiast who basically just got back from climbing a mountain, uh, Kayla Cook. (laughs) Hi. Yeah, that was hard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to be done. (laughs) Mount Whitney, right? Yes. Tallest mountain in contiguous United States. So not including Alaska and Hawaii. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's a challenge sent out to our uh, German friends, right? Everyone living in Germany, come out and challenge Kayla to a Mount Whitney hike. I think I'm done. I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a one and done type deal. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And of course, along with Brandon and Kayla, we I told you we have the full crew back here. We have our young blood, our former wrestling star, Matthew Herrera. Yo, yo, yo. I'm not a wrestling star. I was barely on JV. But thank you for that. I'm excited to have all of you guys back. Uh, missed you guys on the last couple episodes. But, uh, you know, a few episodes ago, we had Jay and Lisa on the podcast. And I said then that they were the biggest names that we've had on the podcast so far. Uh, but today's guest is probably the biggest person that we've had on the podcast so far. Uh, so, <laughs> at least the tallest. So let's welcome Chad Bell onto the podcast. What's up, Chad? Hey, what's up? I'm always down for a good tall joke, huh? <laughs> so Jay would have been the shortest person that you've ever had on the podcast, right? <laughs> well, at this point... That's true. Jay, Jay may be the shortest male. I'll have to verify that. We'll need to fact check that one and get back to you on Perfect. that, Chad. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chad, I know you're a sports fan. Uh, so as we're recording this, the NBA restart is in full swing. Uh, I'm sure you're interested in that. Have you been keeping up with that? I've been watching a little bit. Um, not, 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 not too much, though. I've been kind of watching a little more baseball. It's all those games running later at night, but yeah, it's 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 interesting to watch games being played with no fans. It's just weird, <laughs> fake <laughs> fake noise and fake cheering and fake. It's just strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least it does beat cornhole. I'm assuming. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Cornhole <laughs> and Korean baseball. I was kind of over those two things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so seeing seeing as there's this whole uh, sports are kind of getting back in the swing of things, I thought it would be fun to quiz you on some random, again, I, I apologize for this, but some random height facts uh, of the current NBA rosters. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll do this. Who wants to be a millionaire style? Multiple choice. Uh, so are you ready, Chad? I'm ready. Do I have any like phone a friend <laughs> options or I'm just on my own? Uh, you can phone any of our co-hosts today. <laughs> I will be zero uh, help. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think any of us know anything about sports. <laughs> oh, great. All right. So I'm on my own. Sounds good. All right. So here we go. <laughs> First question. 
as of the beginning of the 2019-2020 season, how many active NBA players were taller than seven feet? So as of the beginning of the 2019-2020 NBA season, how many active players were taller than seven feet? So above seven feet. Oh my god! Is it A, two players? B, five players? C, 15 players? Or D, 35 players? Mm. And I'll repeat those options just so you can get them again. So is it A, two players? B, five players? C, 15 players? Or D, 35 players? So... It's C or D for sure. And because the, the crazy thing is, like in the NBA, seven feet tall is not even that tall, right? Like you got dudes that are, I think there's a guy on the Sixers. No, I'm sorry, on the Mavericks that's like seven, six or seven. Like he's stupid, like just crazy tall. Anyway, uh, Kayla, what do you think? 15 or 35? Help me out. I always go with C when in doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like, we're going to treat this like an English. Yeah, this is an English test. Yeah. So I'm going to put this one on Kayla if I'm wrong. <laughs> I know nothing about sports. I literally pride myself in how much I dislike sports. My, my gut says D, but let's go uh, Let's go C and a half. How about that? Like halfway between C and D. Yeah, C. <laughs> All right. So we have a non-committal C that Chad is locking in as his final answer. And that is actually correct. Yeah, Kayla. <laughs> so way to go, Kayla. There you go. Uh, I believe she was myself. borrowing Haley's always go with C strategy from a few episodes back. If you guys didn't hear when Haley V was on the podcast, she's got the surefire way to both pass and fail almost any question, uh, depending on <laughs> if C is the correct is answer. Is that or not. how you got through Point Loma, Kayla? Yeah, <laughs> guess what? Magna cum laude. <laughs> Uh, yeah, bachelor's degree and master's degree over there. So nice. hey, maybe there's a there, there's there's a good validity in going with C. <laughs> Lots of guessing. All right. So, first question, correct in the books. Uh 15 players in the NBA taller than 7 feet. So now we're moving on to question number 2. Question number 2. How tall is the tallest active NBA player as of the beginning of the 2019-2020 season? So how tall is the tallest active NBA player as of the beginning of the 2019-2020 season? Is it A, 7 foot 1 inch, B, 7 feet 5 inches, C, 8 feet 1 inch, or D, 6 cubits and a span? What? So, <laughs> so, so I'll, repeat, I'll repeat your options. Is it A, 7 foot 1 inch? B, 7 feet 5 inches, C, 8 foot 1 inch, or D, 6 cubits in a span, <clears throat> in case you want to go blue yeah, Can I get a breakdown of the answer D, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the cubit is the distance between your elbow and your forefinger uh, per the, the you know, fly leaf in my Bible. Uh, so... <laughs> Well, the distance between my elbow and my forefinger and, and like, <laughs> a short person is a little bit different. <laughs> That's true. I guess, <laughs> for, for the sake of simplicity, let's just assume Jay's, uh, Jay's elbow and okay, forefinger. Okay, so, like, five foot seven? Okay, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's go with B. Seven, what was it, seven five? Seven feet five inches? Yeah, B was seven foot five inches. So B is your final answer, Chad. You were locking that in. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. So answer B: seven foot 
five inches tall is correct. So Chad killing it over here. Does he play for the Mavericks? <laughs> so actually, so the seven foot five inch tall player, his name is Taco Fall. Uh, he plays for the Boston Celtics. So Chad, good job. Answer number two was correct for option B. So final question, final round, round three. Question three. How tall is the shortest active NBA player as of the beginning of the 2019-2020 season? So shortest active NBA player as of the beginning of the 2019-2020 season. Is it A, 5 feet 0 inches, B, 5 feet 3 inches, C, 5 feet 9 inches, or D, 6 feet 2 inches? So again, your options are A, 5 feet 0 B, five foot three, C, five foot nine, or D, six foot two. Wouldn't it be crazy if, I mean, it could be, what if the answer was six two? Like, that's tall for every, everybody thinks that's tall, and that would be the shortest guy. Um, <laughs> I think five nine probably is the best answer. It's C, right, Kayla? Let's go with that one. <laughs> five nine. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, why Let's not? Go with C, Kevin. I'm feeling it. All right, Chad is feeling C. He's locking that in. And answer C is once again correct. <laughs> what do we I win, win, bro? Come on, three out of three. Yeah. You win all of the points. Um, you get all of yes. the points. You are at the, yes. you're at the top of the leaderboard. Awesome. I feel like I should follow sports now because I did so well <laughs> in helping. I think that officially makes you like a sports aficionado, Kayla. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I have so. a good feeling yeah. that Kayla's the one when they do the March Madness bracket, she picks teams based on their mascots. Is that right? <laughs> I've actually never played. Oh, well, you need to try because you're pretty good. You got the height thing. So mm. just go go based on mascots. Like, oh, dolphins are so cute. Like, we'll go with them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that for next time. When you're creating your bracket, just go with C. Um, I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> yeah. how that works, right? Yeah. Okay. Any, any school that has C in it, both of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so five foot nine is the shortest NBA player currently playing in the NBA. Isaiah Thomas uh playing for the Denver Nuggets. And at one point he also played for the Boston Celtics. So within the past five years, the Boston Celtics have had the shortest and the tallest player in the NBA on their team. So do you got go do figure. You guys remember back well, maybe it's older than you. I forgot I'm older than you guys. But Spud Webb, there was a little dude playing in the NBA. I think he was like five three or five four. He was tiny. Tiny. One, he won the dunk contest, though. He was, because, you know, when you're that short, it looks really good when you do cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no way. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. so. uh, well, there's still hope for Jay then. Fun fact. Yeah. Jay can still make yes. it. <laughs> yeah. Probably why he does so much CrossFit trying to dunk a basketball or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, great job, Chad. Thank you for playing our uh, little Who Wants to Be a Millionaire game. Uh, you get all the millions of points that we award on this show. <laughs> yes. Uh, but of course, Chad, we love having the opportunity to have you on the podcast. But obviously, we didn't have you come on the podcast just to talk about NBA players' heights. Uh, our discussion topic for today actually came as a suggestion from one of our listeners. At the end of every podcast episode, we always ask you guys who are listening in to send in your suggestions for what you want to hear us talk about here on the podcast. And we have had a listener reach out to us with a message, having a couple of suggestions for podcast episode topics. 
and the first of which we are tackling today. So the topic is family and what to do when there may be a split in the family. So, you know, everything surrounding family and uh, the times when family relationships may not go the way we would hope they would go. Uh, but so as we get into our discussion, I just want to kick it off with asking and, and kind of getting the question out there. First of all, we're talking about family, um, but really what makes family important and specifically also from a Christian perspective, you know, why is this whole issue of family something that we should be concerned with? You know, I think, you know, when I when I think about family, obviously I look at it from uh, two different perspectives, right? I look at it from being raised in a family um, being raised by my mom and dad with my sister and brother, um, a, a non-Christian family. Um, I was not raised in the church. Um, we, we went to, we would, we would be what Lance, uh, refers to as CEOs. Uh, we were Christmas and Easter only, and we would go to Catholic church and, you know, it was just one of the things that we did out of, out of uh, habit, I guess. And then I also look at it from uh, the perspective of being a father and raising my own family, having, you know, uh, a wife who we are, what's the day today? We're, uh, we're like two weeks away from our 20th anniversary. So yay for me. Nice. And, 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 and my four children, you know, ranging in age from 18 all the way down to, uh, 11, almost 12. And so, um, but, but regardless of that, like the importance of family, I, I mean, you know, God has given us each, um, families, whether it be our immediate family, extended family, whatever, however you want to look at it. But, you know, when you're a, when you're a high schooler, as you know, our, most of our listening audience is our families who we spend the most amount of time around, especially, <laughs> especially in the situation we're in now, where for the last few months, we've been, um, more or less at home, um, way more than, than probably usual. And so, you know, those are people that, that we are around the most, um, but maybe not always, uh, you know, our family, maybe we don't always see eye to eye. Maybe we have different ideas, uh, different thoughts about different things. And if, 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 if maybe, uh, you know, one person is, is, is part of the church and, and, and following Jesus and, and pro- professing Christ and, but there's other people in the family that aren't, you have this weird dynamic that, that, that makes it difficult. And so I know we're going to get to those things, but, uh, to me, it's just, you know, God has given us families. Um, they're not all perfect. Even the ones that may look perfect to someone on the outside, it's, it, it no family is. Um, but we learn so much from them. You know, like you can learn from your, like guys, you can learn from your dads, um, things that you want to be as a father yourself and things that you don't want. And girls, same thing from your moms. Like when you have kids someday, you, you, you take the good and you, and you, get rid of the bad kind of thing. And so, you know, they are role models to us, um, good or bad. And so, you know, that's just, just a couple of things that kind of jump out at me. That's awesome. Um, and I want to open up to our co-hosts as well. If anybody has anything to add as we, as we talk about just, you know, in the importance of family and what makes it important, why we as Christians care, uh, is there anything else that you guys would add? I think that, um, when you look at the Bible, it's very relational. It's God reaching out to us to reveal himself to us so that we can know him. And I think the full, like the full revelation of God, we could see through Jesus Christ. And so when we look at him and he's like, Hey, look at me and you'll see the father. And he talks about God as a loving father. And so 
when we look at our families, we might not have perfect parents. I don't know anyone actually that has perfect parents. So, um, yeah. So like my dad being my role model as for what a father looks like, he was a really good dad, but was, he still is, (laughs) but, um, but like he makes mistakes every day and like we have contention and we fight and we, you know, have disagreements and stuff. And, So to imagine a father that, you know, never leaves you, never fights with you, never, you know, he just loves you unconditionally. Um, That's kind of like, you know, those relationships that we we have here on earth are to be kind of examples or models for what I think God would have us um, be with each other and to each other. And like Chad was saying, like for the next generation as well, that like we would grow up and become people that want to emulate God the Father and you know, and be a good mother based on, you know, what God's word says as well, whatever, um, good spouse, good sister, good brother, all that stuff. And, um, and I also think that like relationships that like your family, your siblings are like practice for how you're going to interact with other people. And they're kind of like, I mean, for lack of a better analogy, like the people that you, you cut your teeth on, you know, not literally, hopefully sometimes biting biting your sisters or whatever, but there was that for sure. But, um, it's just, you learn to work through conflict with those relationships, whether you want to or not. And so as an adult, I can look back and, and say, Oh, my sisters were the worst or, uh, but now we have a lot better relationships because we're mature, but, I think that you you work out so much of who you are in relation to other people when you have, you know, someone that you're constantly in uh, in opposition with. Maybe it's just me. Did I have a lot of opposition? Like, do you guys have a lot of contention with your family or is it just me? Uh, no? That's just you with three girls in the house, dude. <laughs> yeah. We fought about everything. There's good stuff, too, I'm sure. Anyone else want to touch on the good stuff? I think for sure family and especially like you were saying as a reflection of of our relationship with god as well um for us as christians you know god calls us his children um he calls himself our father and i think that that is a beautiful relationship and i know that you know whether we we live in a broken world right like you were saying no nothing is perfect in our world no one is perfect but at the same time whether it's by contrast or by comparison through our relationships here we get a look at um, the relationship that we have with God as well. And I think, you know, as we look at the Bible, the family was kind of one of the first things that God instituted after he created the world, right? Genesis one twenty eight, Genesis 2.24 talks about Jesus putting a man and a woman together and telling them to be fruitful and multiply and to fill the earth and to have children. And, uh, you know, Jesus even talking in, in Matthew 19 reiterated that that was kind of the design that God set forth from the beginning was, uh, one man, one man, woman united by God, and that would be the beginning of a family. And then like you were saying, Kayla, right, through our families, we learn so much. Uh, we learn <laughs> a lot about ourselves. We learn a lot about relating to others. And I think that uh, family is one of the opportunities that we have to learn how to serve the Lord in our relationships with other people. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, uh, they say, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. From there, the chapter goes on to talk about a lot of different topics, talk about purity first, and then it talks about family relationships, talks about husbands and wives, about parents and children. And I think that um, 
for sure, being an imitator of God and walking in love, we get a chance to live that out as we interact with siblings, with parents, obviously for those who are older and married between husbands and wives. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff that gets worked out in those relationships. But I guess from here, I know, Chad, you hit on it a little bit before talking about kind of both of the perspectives that you have regarding where you kind of came from in terms of your family experience and kind of where you're going in terms of raising your family now. So why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit more about what your family background has been, what your family experience has been, if there's anything else you want to add to that. Yeah. Um, You know, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. Um, You know, there was never uh, for my first 17 years, actually the first 14 years, probably through middle school, that was, you know, the only time uh, the word Jesus came out of my mouth or God, it was used in vain and (laughs) in the ways it shouldn't be used. You know, there was never, was never taught, was never shown, was never, it just wasn't a part of our lives at all. And like I said, you know, we'd go to Catholic church, but if you've ever been to a Catholic church and it's, you're not being taught anything really. It's you're sitting there and you're listening and you're stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. And that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and then when I went to high school, I ended up going to a Catholic high school. And so it was more of the same. Um, and, and, and I would say that my, you know, you just begin to question some things because, you know, when you're introduced to something at an older age, you kind of begin to think, oh, what's this all about? And then it wasn't until I was a junior in high school that I actually stepped foot into um, our church now, uh, which was called Committed Fellowship back then over at a different location and, and, and really... Um, by the urging of a, a girlfriend who is now the wife, um, <laughs> I I went and and really had the Lord kind of grab a hold of me and, and really just kind of lead me away from from that lifestyle that I had been raised in and and so it, it's really hard, um, you know, when you're when you're growing up and you're, you're entering into adulthood, I, th- I got saved. I was 18 and, you know, becoming an adult and kind of out on your own. And, and, and you know, that this, this life that you've been called to is, is different. It's so much different than what the world um, has to offer and what the world says is normal and what the world, you know, just basically leads you into and, and having, you know, not having uh, anybody in my life to be a role model. It, it made it very difficult. Um, you know, and through my college years, I struggled mightily because I wasn't able to be plugged in at the church because of athletics and school and whatnot. And, and, and family, you know, the thing is like, you don't, you know, if you, if you're, you know, saved, you know, out of sin and and, and your family doesn't come with you in a sense, if they stay back in that, that lifestyle, it's difficult because you're made to feel as if almost as if you're turning your back on them. Um, I remember, you know, Heather, you know, Heather had been saved. This, this is a bad example for the, uh, the dating podcast. Cause we were definitely unequally yoked. <laughs> um, you know, she was, she was saved at a younger age and at a, at a church in Downey. And, and, uh, I don't know why in the heck she stayed with me. I, I, I seriously, like I'm the, like God was looking out for me big time, man, because I didn't deserve it. And I didn't, she was way, way better than I, (laughs) yeah, whatever, different, different topic. But, um, 
you know, when she would come around, I remember my parents saying like, oh, she thinks she's so much better than us. And she thinks this and look at, you know, goody two shoes, whatever. And, and that was kind of the that was the message that was being portrayed. And then when I got saved, it was kind of the same thing. Like, like, oh, you think you're better than us because you don't drink and you don't do this and you don't cuss anymore and blah, 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 blah. And it was hard. You know, it was really difficult because that's still your family, right? That's still your blood. I mean, those are the people that, I mean, my parents raised me, right? And my brother and sister, I was, I've been around them for, you know, since I was born. And so it's very difficult. And then the first time I tried to, to share with my dad, I remember vividly sitting in a restaurant in Seal Beach, just gotten saved. And, and I tried to share with him and he straight up told me, that's good for you, but I don't want to hear about it. Don't ever talk to me about this again. And so what do you do? Right? Like it, I, I, I repeat those words and I get chills because it's still just, it, it hits deep, but you respect that because that's your father, right? That's your dad. I mean, I can't, I'm not going to, you know, go against what he's asking. That's his, you know, that's his request. And so, you know, to this day, I've, I've talked about things. He's, he's been in some, uh, you know, health wise, he, he got in a real bad car accident and I was able to pray with him and, and Jay and I were actually able to take him home from the hospital and pray with him before we left. And so, so the Lord has opened some doors. Um, but it's, it's, it, it was, it was difficult, you know, but, but the more that, that I, read God's word, the more that God just showed me, like, listen, you know, yeah, that's your family, but I'm your father. I remember one Father's Day years ago going to prayer before church on a Sunday morning, and the Lord just put on my heart Matthew six twenty six, and, and I, I shared it at this prayer time, and it says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow, sow, sow excuse me, nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable? of more value than they are you not more valuable and i just remember thinking like i have a father in heaven that looks at me so much differently than any earthly father could and i have a heavenly father that loves me so much and that will never never turn his back on you know it's just like kayla was saying there's so many attributes of god that we equate with our earthly fathers or just people in general and i think that's where we as Christians kind of trip up sometimes and fall short of the mark is by giving God, giving Jesus earthly characteristics or comparing them to earthly beings in a, in a sense of how much they can love and how they love, you know? And uh, I remember reading that and, and, and the Lord just kind of putting on my heart, like, you know, this was during a period of time where I, I didn't, I didn't speak to my dad for, I think it was, you know, a good five years. Uh, over something that I still to this day don't know why, <laughs> why it even happened. Um, but, but I, but I look at those things and I, I, I thank God for them. I thank God for those times because I've learned so much through them and I've, and God has revealed himself to me through those times because, I mean, listen, um, you know, there's nothing, uh, that kids want more than the affirmation of their parents, right? Like when I remember being in high school and, and just wanting that so bad, wanting my dad to tell me good job, you know, like I used to, I played sports at a, uh, a pretty competitive level all through high school. I played basketball, um, you know, at a, at a very high level in high school. And then even in through college and, and just wanting that, that positive affirmation and not really receiving it, you know, and it kills you as a kid 
Um, as an adult, it, I look back and it's, I, I see how it, it, it has grown me, but then I, but then I think about God and I think about how, how pleased he is, um, when we just are obedient, how pleased he is when we, when we step out in faith, how pleased he is when we get on our knees and pray or when we worship him and it just can go on and on. And so, um, you know, I just, that decision to walk with Christ, obviously, I mean, never, never going to sell that short was the, the greatest decision I ever made in my life. But what it did in terms of my family was it kind of put a divide almost in a sense between us and, and not by, I don't think it was by my doing. I think it was the Lord almost sheltering, um, you know, those years. I think the Lord was sheltering my kids from being around things, being around situations and hearing things that maybe were going to affect them as they matured. You know what I mean? Um, you know, hearing the way that people would talk to each other. I didn't want my kids to think that was okay. And as much as I would say, like, you know, we'd go to birthday parties and be like, hey, listen, kids, this is how it's going to go, you know, to kind of prepare them because the way that birthday parties would be, the way that gatherings would be, it was so foreign to them because that's not how we lived, right? We didn't drink in our house when there would be alcohol everywhere. There was no swearing ever in our house, um, but that, that that would be rampant. And so, so I think the years of separation, it actually sheltered my kids um, in a good way so that, that they weren't exposed to those things and, and not just exposed to them, but they weren't made to think that that was okay because, oh, well, look how grandpa treats grandma. That must be okay then for me to treat my wife someday or girlfriend or vice versa. If I'm, you know, my daughter's thinking, oh, look how grandpa treats her and she's okay with it. So then if I have a husband someday, now it's okay if he talks down to me because grandpa did that to grandma and it was fine. You know what I mean? So, um, there's a lot of crazy dynamics um, to it all. I thank God um, for the experiences uh, that I went through with my family and what I was able to see. And, and like I said earlier, taking the good, not saying that my family, I mean, I love my family to death. I love my mom, love my dad, uh, my brother and sister, uh, but taking the good um, and, and, and applying that now to myself being a dad and a husband, um, but, but definitely leaving the bad behind. Not to say that, you know, the way you're raised, you, you guys will see someday when you get married, your, your dad will come out in you and, and, and maybe it's not something you want to come out and you'll be like, Whoa, <laughs> you know, it, it happens. It happens. Um, and that's why I love my wife. Cause she'll be the first to point that out <laughs> and let me know and let me know, uh, and, and, and keep me in check. And so, um, so that's just a little bit of, of, of my background, you know, with my family and, and the experience and all those things. Like, um, it's been a, it's been a wild ride, you know, and, and, and still is to this day. It, it, it never gets easy. Yeah. Um, they went on a vacation. My whole family went, my mom, my parents, my sister, her family, my brother, his family, they went to the river and did a boating thing and we were invited. And luckily the Lord filled our schedules. <laughs> <laughs> with stuff so that I, we couldn't go. But the reality is it's not the type of life that I want to live or not, not the type of life that I want to be around, not the type of living that I want my kids to think is, is, is normal, you know? And, and so, you know, yeah. there's still those struggles. There's still those struggles um, with, with different things like that. But 
Hey, God is good, man. That's that's the, the key to this entire conversation. Whatever we talk about, any podcast, God is good and God is always, you know, have always has our best interest at heart, you know, something that's going to draw us closer to him. Um, we may not think it's what's best for us, but he knows what's best for us. And so, you know, I'm just thankful for all those different experiences that I've had over the years. Amen. And, you know, as I as I listen to your story, Chad, I realize you know, we've been talking here for a while and we still have so much left to kind of go over. Brandon and Matt have their own stories that they can share with us. And, and also, I want to get into some practical advice for students who are in situations where their families are split. And I don't want to limit that to the 15 or 20 minutes we might have left on this podcast episode. Um, so let's let's go ahead and we'll keep recording here. We'll keep this discussion going, uh, but we'll end this episode and then we'll uh, have the remainder of our discussion ready for uh, our next episode that we'll post after this one right now. So we'll just keep this conversation going so we're not limited to this uh, time frame that we have for this one episode. But I want to say thank you guys for this discussion. We'll pick it up next time. And for you guys listening in, if you guys have any questions at all about what we talked about today so far on this podcast, uh, go ahead and get in contact with us at Committed Youth on Instagram or via text if you have our numbers as your youth leaders. Or you can get in contact with us at our email address, committedyth at gmail.com. Again, that's committedyth at gmail.com. And we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear what you guys are thinking. Today's episode, it was a request for a topic from one of you listeners. So again, if you guys have anything that you would like to hear us talk about, just let us know. Drop us a line through Instagram, through text, through email, whatever it may be. We want to hear from you guys. So from those of us here on the podcast today, until next time, when we pick this discussion back up, we will say God bless and goodbye. Goodbye.